Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. All right, folks, a bit of a turnaround Thursday for U.S. markets. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose, and that saw a jump of 360 points or 1% higher to 38,520, recovering from a brutal sell off in the previous session. So, this is a fresh record high for the blue chip index. The SP 500 added 1.3% to 4,906, and the NASDAQ Composite also higher by 1.3%, finishing the session at 15,362. For more insights, we are joined by Gina Martin Adams. She's the Chief Equity Strategist and Global Director of Equity Strategy at Bloomberg. Gina, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. Great to have you on. So it looks like tech is back. So a bit of a late rally in the session and it looks like momentum could continue in the coming one. So what do you take away from the latest session? Yeah, I think uh, it was a little bit of a bounce back after, as you characterized yesterday's session, quite a brutal decline on, uh, you know, really a trifecta of fears. Remember yesterday, the market was struggling with some uncertainty regarding tech earnings, as well as some uncertainty regarding regional bank Mm. trends, um, given some surprising loan loss provisions by one of the regional banks and really reinvigorated concerns about commercial bank loans. And then also the Fed, which generally guided markets to suggest March, uh, a March rate cut seems unlikely. But we came in this morning to a much brighter tone. Uh, Generally, earnings are still beating expectations. Overall, the S&P 500 is on track to post 4% earnings growth versus the early season expectation for one. Mm -hmm. And still about 80% of companies are beating earnings forecasts. So while tech faced very, very high hurdles, and we're probably going to see some volatility affiliated with those earnings releases for the short run, the vast majority of companies are still beating expectations. And I think that allowed for the market to bounce back a touch uh, today. Yeah, it's an interesting quarter for tech, especially when we get headlines around layoffs and, of course, coming off the back of uh, well, previous waves of layoffs. So they've been gearing up to become more efficient. So I suppose it's paying off right now. Yeah, it is. And I think that that has been a really big story in the tech space over the course of the last year. While we tend you know, to focus mostly on AI and the promise of, of AI over time really elevating this group, uh, kind of the longer term reality over the last year has really been about operating margin expansion and efficiency gains in tech leading the recovery for the broader S&P 500. This is particularly profound as a driver for the biggest stocks in the S&P 500, where the mega cap stocks really led the trend in um, you know efficiency gains, especially with the notable year of efficiency uh, that Meta embarked upon mm-hmm. about a year ago. Also, you've seen the same with Google um, and, and a whole spate of, of tech companies across the board. So those margin gains on account of uh, some of the layoffs and also generally uh, really strong um, operating efficiency programs put in place have certainly benefited stocks as well. Yeah, that brings to question the momentum behind the Magnificent 7. So with that in place and also more, well, I guess, potential for AI to be monetized, is there going to be another banner year for these big seven names? Well, it looks like for the very near term that expectations have gotten a little bit too high for these stocks. And we see that playing out real time in earnings season right now. For the most part, expectations are extremely high for these stocks, but also for the tech space at large. When we look at uh, tech media and telecom companies, we look at valuations that are very close to former peak levels affiliated with the tech bubble or the pandemic era uh, peaks in valuations. This would imply that expectations are very, very high in the short run. 
run. Mm -hmm. I think the companies can do a lot to guide those expectations, maybe lower, which will cool off, potentially cool off some of the excesses that have developed and maybe a little bit of excess enthusiasm that has developed in the space. That said, it's, it's hard to deny the fact that the earnings trends are strongest in this group. Uh, so what really could happen that I, that I think would maybe surprise the market would be the rest of the S&P 500 actually starts to participate in a fundamental recovery. And that wouldn't necessarily be bad for this group, but it would allow for capital to start to move to some of the areas of the S&P that have really not participated nearly as much in the recovery and maybe take some of the pressure off of these names. Yeah, good to watch if the rest of the index is going to join the party. So looking at what I also pointed out earlier, some provisions being set aside by regional banks when it comes to perhaps expected losses in commercial real estate. So how concerned should we be on this front? Well, if you think about the bank that did um, increase provisions exponentially relative to what analysts were anticipating, this was the bank that took on the assets of one of the failed institutions last year. Uh, so it has a unique position relative to the rest of, of the regional banks in which it expanded very quickly as it took on those assets and it needs to reflect that expansion both through a regulatory shift uh, as well as some provisions to account for likely losses going forward. So it sits in a unique position. Now that said, it's very difficult to say that you can have any degree of confidence that the commercial real estate space, specifically office, has you know truly gone through all of its potential losses. So I think this will remain a source of, of fear and potentially a source of loss on bank balance sheets for a while, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't go so far as to say that yesterday's provisioning uh, by one regional institution is specifically a precursor to a widespread wave of, of losses coming or provisions coming. I think it'll be much more scattered and probably slower going and more methodical for the rest of the commercial bank space. Yeah, I suppose the property sector was hoping for some good news from the Fed this week with um, signals for rate cuts earlier rather than later. We didn't really get that. So what's your take on the latest message from the Fed and how that's going to play out for the rest of the year in giving stocks direction? Yeah, I think that the kind of our reality is uh, the equity market really, um, you know, could be disappointed by the Fed. But if they're disappointed by the Fed, they're also more than likely relatively supported by a stronger than expected economy. Recall coming into this year, there was one thing very consistently forecasted by the consensus, and that was both GDP and inflation will flow in 2024 relative to 2023. And if the Fed is only holding rates steady because inflation is still under control, but GDP is stronger than anticipated, that's a pretty reasonable outlook for the equity market because you would anticipate that if economic growth is coming in a little bit stronger than expected, and that's the reason why the Fed can hold rates steady, then equity markets are likely to experience a pretty constructive environment um, from an, an earnings recovery that accompanies that economic growth story. On the contrary, if the Fed is holding rates steady because inflation is stickier than anticipated and they're uncomfortable with the inflation situation, but growth numbers continue to deteriorate, that's not a very conducive environment for equities because sticky inflation with slower growth would imply maybe some margin struggles uh, reemerge for the equity market. So I think it really is the conditions in the economy that are driving the Fed decision that make mm -hmm. the most 
um, that have the most impact on the equity market. Uh, you know, I think the equity market is quite happy as long as the economy is growing and the Fed is not changing policy. Uh, stocks certainly still could do quite well in that environment. Yeah, no change in policy. Yes, yet yeah, as we wait for more data, that's what Fetcher John Powell is saying. He needs to see a sustainable trend before he can make a commitment. Well, we've been in conversation with Gina Martin-Adams. She is the Chief Equity Strategist and Global Director of Equity Strategy at Bloomberg. Gina, thank you so much for your time and insights this morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great having you on the show and looking forward to having you back. Save Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.